0: to dom and jimbo's album swap episode number 69 this episode uh we have three albums we're going to talk about it's well it's first of all it's our first episode back from our winter break Mm -hmm. um, holiday break sort of thing um so yeah we got three albums we're going to talk about the first of which was recommended by daniel over here how are you doing today i'm all right yeah and i got my my dad over here too as always obviously how are you doing i'm doing pretty good yeah so um this album was released in, uh, 1972, only one year after the album that I, uh, recommended actually, um, by a man, you may have heard of him, his name is Elton John, um, obviously he's not the only one who, uh, had input on this album, he's not a singer-songwriter, um, what, what's his name, what's the who was his songwriter? Is he Bernie Taupin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Bernie Taupin at this point, uh, still had input, and I think wrote like most, if not all, of the songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think at one point, like in the '90s, Elton John was
1: writing his own music.
0: In the '80s, uh, uh, starting oh, in the 80s, er,
1: early yeah. to mid late, early to mid '80s, he started writing his own stuff. He broke off, broke off with uh, Bernie Taupin. And uh, mm-hmm. from probably the mid-80s to the mid-90s, I'd say maybe about a 10-year stretch, he was doing his own stuff. And then I think he really, uh, you know, got together again with Bernie. But I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I don't because he's...
0: Well, he did release something this year, or last year, I guess, um, 2021. It was like a collaboration project thing. Right. Which some people have been doing, but it was like... Like, Paul McCartney did that, too, but he released, like, a whole album, I think, and then he had a version of it um, that other people were featured on the songs that he made. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Elton John just had an album of collaborations he already did with other people, and they were just, like, put together on an album. I don't know, though. I haven't listened to the whole thing. Right. Um, But anyways, yeah. I I don't know if he... I don't know how long it was. I don't know if he's still actively releasing music um or when like the last album he released before that was um but yeah yeah it just you know kind of a legendary uh, um person in music um and yeah it says i don't know if i said the name of the album but it's his 1972 album hunky chateau um so dan why don't you tell us about why you picked this album
2: Well, I've been hearing certain songs on this album for years, Um, and yeah, I mean, it's one of his earlier releases, I think it might be his second album, or his third, I can't quite remember, Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been hearing music off this album for years, and I finally got to uh, listen to the full album, uh, start to finish, and um, yeah, I just really... I really love it, and I think um, I think as a as a whole album, I think it's really well put together. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much been my experience with it. Okay. Um, so, uh, Dad, what do you think of it?
1: Um. Yeah. Again, kind of similar. I've heard most of the songs on this album. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard the whole album or sat and listened to the whole album, but. There's a lot of songs on here I automatically already like. Probably Mona Lisa's in Manhattan is my favorite song from Elton John, probably of all time. Yeah. So that being on here is a plus. Um, I like Honky Cat. I I like. I think I'm gonna kill myself. Um, I like Rocket Man, obviously. I don't know about obviously. Maybe some people don't like that song. Um, And probably the best song I heard on here that I didn't remember ever hearing was um, Slave, I thought Slave was good. I don't remember ever hearing that song before. Other than that, the other couple ones that are scattered in between, it's one of those things, it's like, they're fine. There's nothing nothing bad on this album, I didn't think, but they weren't like, you know, with songs like Honky Cat and uh, Ma- uh, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, it, it, they kind of fell short of it being that good, so they're kind of the less good on the album. <laughs> But, again, nothing bad on this album. Probably my least favorite song, probably Hercules. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just And, again, it wasn't a bad song. It was just kind of a, okay, that's fine kind of song. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, that's why it probably got the lowest rating out of me on the album. But, really, it's a good album from beginning to end. Um, and, again, having one of my favorite songs from him and probably top 20 songs of all time mm-hmm. in my head um, on the album, you know, helps it out in my, you know, in my brain. Yeah. So um, I'd probably give this an A-. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, cool. um, I think it suffers a little bit from the, you know, really amazing songs kind of oh, pushing God. back the... Uh, other songs that aren't quite as amazing, you know what I mean? So that's probably the only reason I would give it an A-. minus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, so I guess it's your turn, Mr. Dominer.
0: Yeah. There's something about... I feel like Elton John has a lot of really weird deep cuts mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, especially because I have... The only other album from him I've listened to all the way through is... Um, what's it called? Uh, Yellow Brick Road. hmm that album has some weird songs like uh jamaican jerk off i think is one of the songs (laughs) yeah it's just i don't know it's weird and Mm -hmm. yeah there's some this i'd say this is one of his more normal albums all the way through probably i mean i think i'm going to kill myself is kind of that has been kind of um rediscovered by people recently i feel like um but uh yeah that that's kind of a weirdish song but not really at least not songwriting-wise. It's pretty normal for Elton John. Um, but yeah, I do actually like that song, though. Um, Hockey Cat is okay. Um, I, I kind of liked Suzy, uh, parenthesis, Dramas, um, a bit. And, uh, I, Rocket Man" again, kind of, obviously. I feel like that's, like, the quintessential Elton John song for a lot of people. But <sighs> yeah, for the, a lot of
1: people it is, yeah. The
0: biopic was named after. Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, I think that's like one of my... That might be my favorite Elton John song. Something something about songs about space, I always really like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Space Oddity by,
1: by David Bowie, too.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think it so. was kind
1: of in the forefront of a lot of people's minds in the 70s. And that's yeah. why guys like Elton John and David Bowie and, and others did a lot of... Yeah. Did, not a lot, but did some music about it. Because, you know, you had your first moon landing in 69. Yeah. You know, and it was still like a big big deal back
0: then yeah um yeah and then towards the second half i don't know Uh, salvation is eh, i don't really like slave or amy very much i like mona lisa's and mad hatter's obviously um and hercules is just kind of meh uh again probably my least favorite song is slave or amy i don't yeah i don't really like either of those songs very much at all Mm. um they sound like they're bad really they're just kind of boring um, which I think is as bad as Elton John gets most of the time, mm-hmm. is where he just kind of falls into sort of boring, I can't really say singer-songwriter, but you know, that kind of vibe, you know, on like the piano. Um, it gets a bit generic. Right. Um, but yeah, overall it's a, it's a pretty good album, I'd say. I'd give it like a B. Um, yeah. Not my favorite. I, I mean, I think I like, uh, I think it's called Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. After the song, um, that album I like more than this. Right, but it's still a good album. Hmm. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, um. What was your grade again? A B. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Maybe may closer to a B plus. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna go with a B for now.
2: A minus and B, not bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's time for Dad's
0: album, which was. Core by Stone Temple Pilots. That yeah, the only version of this I could find was the Super Deluxe edition. Yeah, version.
1: I thought I said something um, last, but well, not last week. Last time we were tonight. together about it, how it only really has. um I can't pull it up here. Hold on a second. But yeah, it was only the first. I think nine or so songs were on the first album, and then they just started doing like weird versions of yeah,
0: everything. I think
1: like you know uh, re remixes and stuff, new remixes
0: and stuff. Well, I listened to the first twelve. It might have been
1: twelve. I don't know. I can't find the stupid album. I think it's
0: twelve. I think it's. I think it ends at where where the river goes. Oh yeah, yeah. I got it up here.
1: Um, yeah, the last one is. Wait a minute. Yeah.
0: I think just when it says demo. I'm yeah, when smart. it starts. Yeah,
1: you're right. When it starts saying demo. They were just giving you alternative versions of yeah. songs and again like, and then it's a bunch of live versions yeah of the, yeah um, so yeah it's like 12 songs um yeah. yeah this song this album um was one of the stone temple pilots to me was one of those bands that started off and you were like these guys could be something they kind of hit in the same you know era as you know the same push as grunge Although they weren't like a Seattle band, I don't think. I think they were a California band. and um, But they still got lumped into that whole thing. I think they were a little bit heavier than most of the grunge going on. But, you know, probably akin to, you know, like Soundgarden and stuff like that as far as heaviness. So you, they fit in there, even though they weren't, you know, technically from the Seattle scene and whatnot. Um, and when I first heard it, I thought it was really good. I thought it was like, it sounded different. Um, I thought the music... You know, the musicianship within the, the, the uh, album was good. I thought the guitar playing and the drums was very good. Uh, Scott Weiland has always kind of been hit or miss for me as a singer. Um, like I like this album from Stone Temple Pilots, but then most of the albums after that, I start to like him less and less. Um, I like what he did with... Um, and I've recommended this album in the past. I think they had two albums, actually, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. The one where he got together with the guys from Guns N' Roses. And I can't think of their name right now. Uh, Velvet. Velvet Revolver. I liked Velvet Revolver, at least their first album. I've never really given their other album a listen. Um, So, yeah, he's kind of hit or miss with me. But I think this album from the whole band was really good. And it was their first album. Um, So, yeah, I really liked it back then. And it had a ton of radio hits on here. Like, Yeah. yeah, Sex Type Thing was the first radio hit. And then uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Creep was on the radio. Plush was on the radio. Uh, Wicked Garden was on the radio. So yeah, they had a lot of uh, a lot of singles off this album. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's my deal. So um, Dominic, what'd you think first? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Stone Temple
0: Pilots is probably out of like the big grunge names, I guess in the in the early to mid '90s is probably the one that I'm least familiar with, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I have come around to grunge a lot, actually, mm-hmm. um, as a genre, because I feel like when we started this podcast, I was kind of very averse to it, yeah, um, and I was kind of like, eh, here and there, even, like, because I did even like Nirvana, but even then, I was kind of like, yeah they're not even really grunge, um, right, but yeah, like, bands, like, and I, I still like Nirvana, obviously, and, um. Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and stuff like that um, Are things that I've kind of come around to a lot and I appreciate it a lot more as a genre um, But yeah Stone Temple Pilots is one that I, I have never really been able to gel with at least from what I've heard Yeah, that's of kind them. of why I
1: uh, Why I uh, Recommended it also. It was yeah. just like a big part of I guess my youth you would call it um, when they came out, you know, it was that whole thing and I liked them. And like I said, I liked them less and less as time went on. But I liked this album a lot. And um, I was just, yeah, I, I kind of threw it out there. One, because I wanted to see what you guys thought of it. Obviously, that's usually a main reason why you throw an album out there. Yeah. But two, because um, I didn't know how they would fall on your, like, you know, I- in your mind. Like, if they would be similar or as good as, like, uh, Soundgarden or, or you know, Alice in Chains. Or if they would fall back to that, you know, annoying white guy Thing, like a uh, candle box <laughs> so i don't know so that's why yeah, yeah so go ahead they're closer to the
0: candle box in my opinion <laughs> I, and it's not even that like i don't know every person in grunge was kind of i mean unless they were a woman um like hole or I, I don't know if garbage ever fits into that i don't think they're as similar but i feel like they're kind of thrown in there yeah um but you know there there were bands with women in them But for the most part, it was, you know, just whiny white guys complaining about something like their feelings or disenfranchisement with the world Um, But you know, sometimes it was more effective and I think, you know uh, Politically, you know Nirvana had something there and socially and same thing with Soundgarden and Pearl Jam kind of Um, Alice in Chains was a bit more in my opinion and I'm not as familiar with them either even though I have, I think I like a lot of their music, um, but they have a bit, a, a lot more in their catalog that I haven't heard yet. Um, they seem just a bit more "woe is me" kind of, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, it doesn't bother me. Right, like it's just a lot more like I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm on drugs all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know the other people had in their music too, mm-hmm. um, but that seems like what Allison Chains was the chief of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like it feels like he's just. I don't, I don't remember the late singer's name of uh, Stone Temple pilots I keep, Scott wanting, well. I keep wanting to say 21 pilots <laughs> um, Scott Willem Wyland Wyland yeah um, yeah like he just seems like he talks about like the most generic things like for like lyrically um, and it's not backed up by anything um, that engaging musically. And they go. The songs feel like they go on forever. That's something that I felt like while while listening to this. It goes on for a while, um, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, it just they they feel kind of empty. And I don't really know how to like describe that. Like it's yeah, it it feels, kind, yeah, the whole thing just feels kind of empty to me for some reason. And I don't know, like I feel like a lot of the albums that you've talked about, like I st I, I um I came around to them later. Um, there are albums that I was probably kinda harsh on when reviewing them on this podcast that I kinda like now. Um but yeah, I, I this album just did not click with me at all. And I can't see myself revisiting it again. Mm. But uh yeah, I don't know. I'd give. I. I mean, it's not that bad. I'd give it like a C minus. Some of the some of the playing was pretty good on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. Uh, I'm trying to think of what songs I kind of liked more, because I feel like there were some towards the end that I kind of liked. Right. Um, I think where the river goes was one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. on the album. Right. Um. I think creep was okay. I actually liked the first song, dead and bloated too. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, though, yeah, I don't. Really like uh, many of the songs. Okay. Um, and would you say C? Uh, yeah. I think like a C minus. C minus. Okay, that's fair. Uh, um. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, like I said,
1: I, a... I I th- I thought this could go one of two ways, and with you, it went the one way of the not so great, like you know, whiny white boy. You know, same similar yeah. or close to like the, the way you guys t- seem to feel about Candlebox, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I thought Daniel might like it more, so I don't know. Let's see. Um,
2: yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think it was as good as Alice and Change. It's definitely better than Candlebox, but, um... Yeah, it's better than Candlebox. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- there were there were a few songs that I thought were really good. Uh, I liked uh, Dead and Bloated, uh, Sin, mm-hmm. Creep, and, uh, Plush. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I liked Where the River Goes a little bit. I uh, thought it was a nice song to finish out the album. It's a rare take for me on these albums that i like both the first and last songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I think this album has a strong beginning and a strong finish. It does drag in the middle a little bit. Like I don't really like sex type thing. Or Naked Sunday or No Memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest are just kind of Meh. Um, right. I do think that this album has some interesting stuff on it. Uh I will say I don't like this guy's voice very much. Okay. Or at the very least he's doing this thing with his voice that I find annoying that a lot of people do, which is like that that gang that really like
0: I don't know how to describe mm. that. That um you know uh, Faith No More guy I can't
1: oh by Patton
0: yeah yeah Yeah. that kind of thing I find that kind of
2: obnoxious and I feel like he does that on a few of the songs
1: it's so funny you mention that because uh, for Christmas I got a book about Faith No More and Mr. Bungle I think it was called the Faith No More and Mr. Bungle Companion and they talk about the guy that writes it talks about how he did do that a lot on the uh, on the first album with him on it um, the real Mm -hmm. thing And then as you go into their catalog it gets less and less he like let go of that a lot and started using his voice a lot more like you hear it less on angel dust and even more less on the the two albums after that before they broke up and a lot less on the album they came out with in 2013 or 14. um so yeah and a lot of people like because the real thing was such a a much bigger commercial success um people think of him like that and he was just like he was so young and just trying to make, like, a name for himself when he was recording that. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think he just went overboard with the, you know, weird-sounding vocals. But, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. It, to me, it's not as much of a Mike Patton sound as it is, like, a trying to be... Trying to sound bad... It's not whiny to me. It's not, like... It's not... Not not, not whiny. It's not nasally to me, like Mike Patton is. It's more like... Like... I don't know. It... It doesn't get nasally to me though. It gets like like trying to sound almost badass and like and like grinding. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know. That. I, mm-hmm. I don't
0: I feel like there might have been points where he got a bit more you know, nasally I guess. But yeah, for the most part I feel like it was trying to sound like
1: Yeah, like you said, kind of tough guyish. Mm-hmm. Most.
2: I
0: don't
1: like Like it. he does it a lot on sex type thing and Yeah. You know, that's what puts some people, obviously... Well, I mean, that was a huge hit. So you can't say it wasn't, you know, uh, commercially successful. Mm-hmm. But um, it was... Yeah, I think he does it a lot on that song. So, you know, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, All right, oh, you said a what now? Or did you say a grade? No. Um, I'll give it, like, a
2: B-minus, I think. Um, okay. It was decent, but I felt like there were a few things... That were kind of boring, and I didn't like that thing he kept doing with his voice. Mm-hmm. Right, right. where would you go? Mm. I give it a B-. That's not bad. I'll
1: take bad. that. Not too bad. So, this week, um, Dominic's pick was uh, 1972, was it? 71. 71, right? Oh, but his was 72. Yeah. Um, what's Going On? Mm-hmm. And um, tell us a little bit about that album from your experience. Yeah, so 60s, uh, uh, early
0: 70s were a pretty rough time in terms of, you know, where America was at. And, and the whole world kind of, um, you know, you had, at least in the 70s, you had the Cold War going on, and I think in the 60s too. Um, you had the Cold War going on, you had Vietnam going on, a lot of civil unrest, you know, uh, civil rights movement, stuff like that. Uh, there was a lot of unrest in the United States. And looking back, there was some progress, but, you know, not enough. Um, And there was a lot more people, you know, um, becoming politically active. I think, uh, you know, Marvin Gaye was one of those people. I'm sure he always sort of experienced um, the things he was talking about on this album. But he was a lot more uh, commercial, I think, before this. You know, he was doing those, like... uh, Lovey-dovey soul ballads with Tammy Tarrell and stuff. Um, he was clean-shaven. Uh, looked a lot more, <laughs> looked a lot more, uh, just clean and sharp in general. Um, but you know, in uh, '70s um, or late '60s, kind of, he you know uh, grew out his beard and stuff, um, and became uh, what is wh- what people refer to as his like hippie era, where he was sort of talking about. Uh, peace and you know ending the war and stuff and um racism a lot more he he sort of this is his most this is album that's most overtly about that uh let's get it on album he came out after this um there's some political stuff in there too i think but uh it's a lot more you know r&b ish kind of um you know a bit more sensual than this album Mm. um but yeah, this this album, I think, is important in a lot of ways. That album is almost, uh, matches this one in quality. But, uh, this album, I think, is more consistent all the way through. It has, it's, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. It's very, very, uh, like, just great and, um, has just great consistency. And it's not too long, either. It's very, you know, like packs a lot within, like, 35 minutes. Um... And Yeah, just a lot of great songs and it's almost it almost um It's not even like it has a lot of great songs, but it almost feels like one Um can like continuous package almost like each song kind of flows into the next one And they have sort of similar song structures a lot of the songs um, so it, it makes for this uh long Almost like a singular experience of an album um, so yeah, uh i guess i'll go to daniel first what did you think about uh what's going on by marvin Gaye? um i
2: like it i think uh I, obviously i really like the the title song uh of this whole album what's going on mm. um uh i think that some of the songs were a little repetitive um sure. but i think for the most part he has like a really good voice yeah. Like, a really soft voice for the most part. I think, like, he, yeah, he has, like, he doesn't do that whole, like, high vocals thing that people
0: usually do. Like, um, I mean, it was kind of the, the genre which he was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, like, I guess he doesn't hit, like, I don't know, he does hit high notes sometimes. But it does, it, yeah, he generally, it's it's more smooth soul, rather than like, you know, like Otis Redding sort of type of soul and stuff like that, where it was, right. it was a bit more like Chicago mm-hmm. sort of soul, where it was a bit more, um, maybe like rough around the edges. I, I love Otis Redding, actually, too. He has like one of my favorite voices, mm-hmm. but his voice is very like strained. Uh, in comparison to Marvin Gaye, who was kind of a, he was a little bit after, I guess, but, um, kind of a contemporary, um, who has a much more smooth, uh, voice. Mm. Mm. And is meant to be more sensual than, uh, Otis Redding in general. Yeah, um,
2: there were a couple of songs that were like, okay,
0: God. Stuff, but okay. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's it is very religious. I tried to look past that
2: as much as I could, but yeah, I really don't like you know
0: religious music. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think when it when it's good, I don't really care. Like, I don't know. Like a lot of rap is religious too. Mm-hmm. Um if you're talking, like, you like Kendrick Lamar a lot, don't you? Yeah. And he is very religious in his music. Um, then, yeah, like, I don't know, like, there's so much, especially when you're talking about, um, black music in America, it's gonna be hard to find, well, I, I don't know, it's gonna be hard to appreciate uh as much of it as you could if you looked past that part of it. And I don't know, I don't see anything wrong with Religion or talking about religion in your music Um, Especially when it comes from this perspective because It's it's more of a symbol of hope Than anything, you know, and it's a symbol. He's trying to use it as a symbol of like I guess uh, kindness Mm -hmm. and as like a reason sort of to preserve uh, human life which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I guess you can make a, uh, like a, a point about how, you know, you should have more of a like, moral compass on your own to just, uh, you know, value human life than just being like, well, God, you know, says you should. But I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with, yeah, referencing God or being religious even in your music. Yeah, I, I, not,
2: I guess not, but, like, I don't know. I don't really like a lot of religious stuff in my rap music. Like, I don't like Jesus Walks the Song by Kanye West, even though people say that's, like, the best song on, uh, what's that album? College Dropout. College Dropout. I don't like that song. I actually really dislike that song, in fact, because... I don't know. I think that's...
0: There's like a... I don't know. I don't mind that song, but it's... Yeah, I don't think it's like the best song on that album. Yeah, it just... I don't know. I don't like it. I but... See, Kanye West, I think, has especially... Well, more so now than before. Kanye West has a more of a ridiculous relationship with religion. Though I did. I did like Donda a lot. And, you know, but it's... I, I guess, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think I I think Kanye West uses religion um in a much worse way mm-hmm. thematically. But still like I still enjoy his
1: music anyways. So Mhm.
0: All
1: right, well, getting past. The, I mean, it's not too much of it on this album. Yeah. Think, yeah. But yeah you know, you know I guess you it bothers you more than it bothers other people so then that's fine yeah. it's all taste it's all you know what you're into so that's fine so obviously like god is love was not on your top but yeah like, you know yeah I um,
2: would so probably give it probably a b minus again okay. i thought it was pretty good for the most part I thought there were a few songs that I didn't really like and a yeah. few songs that I that I thought were good and I I like um, his voice a lot.
0: Did you say any other ones that you... Did you say any ones that you liked uh, particularly? Uh, I like What's
2: Going On and What's Happening. What's Happening, Brother. I mm. like that song. I like those two songs. I like the last song, Inner City Blues, Making Me... Making wanna Holler. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Those, uh... I like those songs. Um...
0: Yeah. Alright, not bad. Um... What about you, Dad? What did you think about Marvin Gaye and his album?
1: Um, I liked it. Uh, You know, I've had a pretty long um, understanding and knowledge of Marvin Gaye. Um, Even back to my mother, I think she was a fan of his. Um, Yeah, he's just got a really good voice. Um, It can be kind of, sort of, I guess, against what Daniel said. Like, I think he can be, and not against, but just a little different. Um, I think he can be powerful and sometimes even go high. And without being that high, um, like you said about, um, the other guy. Otis Redding. Otis Redding. Like, it doesn't seem like he's struggling, but like, he'll he'll go to a high note every once in a while and it'll sound still good, but still remain smooth. You know, he's just, yeah, what you said about him is really a a big thing. He's got just a smooth, easy to listen to, good voice. Um... You know, sometimes on some songs he's more passionate, obviously, like with what's going on. Because, you know, it's about like, you know, what the hell's going on in this country? Why are we, you know, infighting? And why are we still having these racial issues and yeah that? Um, so, yeah, I really like what's going on. I like what's happening, brother. Um, my favorite song on the album and one of my favorite songs always has been uh, Mercy, Mercy Me. I think, yeah. I think that's the best song on the album to me. Um, I just think it's really like smooth and nice and like just nice to listen to you know I don't know I don't know how else to say it um the whole album's pretty much like that it tends to in a couple small spots get a little bit boring to me Mm -hmm. but not very much you know if I had if I had to come up with anything I'd say in spots in like after what's happening brother like Flying High and Save the Children and God is Love I don't have a problem with God is Love because of the title or what it's talking about I have a problem with it it's that it's a tiny bit boring to me um so there are a couple spots in the album where you know it could have used more punch to me but overall it's a really good album he's a really good singer um you know he's written i I don't know if he writes his own stuff i'm pretty sure he does but i think um, he did
0: at least i don't think uh, what i was talking about before i think he started writing his own stuff at least more In this uh, part of his career compared to before when he was, well, he was doing a lot of covers of other songs. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, I think he he had a lot of writers for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he, um, yeah, that definitely shines through in this. Um, I would give it, I'm going to give it my second A-minus of the day, actually. I'm going to give it an A-minus, kind of for the same reasons um, as the Elton John song. Like, it was really good, and I think it almost suffered from being so good in parts that the other one seemed a little bit, a little bit deadening. Yeah, um, but I, yeah. I, you know it's a really good album overall, and it really deserves at least an A minus. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm giving it. We both did kind of recommend
0: classics. Yeah. Uh, this week.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I went for the tough sell, and it, it definitely was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway,
0: yeah, yeah, another one of those in there.
1: Oh, maybe, it, maybe a little bit less tough this week. I don't know what you guys are going to think of this week. Uh, I guess we're doing our our, our, our albums. Yeah. So um, I just have to find mine, which it should be right around here. Uh, Here it is. So yeah, so this week, I kind of like around somewhere around Christmas time, maybe right before, decided I really want to start listening to stuff that like I've always heard about my whole life, but never really listened to. Like I heard about from friends and family or whoever. Like, you know, they were really into this band. And it's one of those things where, like, they always seemed like I should be into them. Because, like, they like these people would compare them to bands that I liked. But I just never got a good listen. So I did that. So did that over the past few weeks, along with going into a deep dive on Faith No More and Mr. Bungle. Because actually, Faith No More, as much as I'm a fan of them, they, their last album before their new album, um, it was called Album of the Year. And I never really gave that a whole lot of listen. I think I heard one or two songs off it and wasn't thrilled with it. But then after reading the uh, book I'm reading about them, I, you know, it kind of resparked my interest. So I kind of listened to all of that. And then I listened to all of uh, Soul Invictus, their newer album from 2014, I think. Um, so, yeah. so like in, But in the same way, like this, um, I had heard of bands, you know, sort of recommended to me that people knew my type of, or you know, my style of music, and said you probably like these guys that I never did. Um, one of them was Roy Bod, who I haven't gotten to check out yet. Um, and I, I remembered them because Faith No More and Soundgarden both went on their first tours with that band, so I thought that was very interesting since I like both those bands. But this time I went and I finally listened to a band called Skinny Puppy. Uh, my brother Stephen had kind of always talked about them, and I had friends that talked about them. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they were around from I think the early '80s until like the mid to late '90s I think I don't think they've done anything newer I don't know though for sure but anyway this is the album that I like the most so far uh, and it's from 1989 and it's called Rabies um, mm-hmm. so Skinny Puppy Rabies is my um, album definitely a very big Nine Inch Nails feel to this album um, what's the other one uh, a Ministry they kind of sound a little bit like Ministry mm-hmm. So those two bands, you know, uh, definitely it, it brought them to mind. So, yeah, my recommendation is Skinny Puppies album Minish, uh, Ministry <laughs> Rabies from nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, I'm.
0: Uh, I I actually had a lot of albums over break that I uh, thought of and wrote down mm. um, for this new year. Um, but I guess I'll start with uh, one um, from. I, okay, actually, or I think it's from nineteen ninety two. I want to say. Uh, uh 1991 um it is by and i don't know uh how familiar you are with this group um it, it's sort of in the same vein as the last album and how hippie-ish it is um but it's by a tribe called quest mm. Mm. Uh, their 1991 album the low end theory probably their most popular maybe midnight marauders i don't know um, I don't even think it's their most commercially popular, but, uh, you know, withstanding, in terms of withstanding over time. That's the um, Uh, The Low End Theory. Oh, The
1: Low End Theory, okay.
0: Um, yeah, in terms of withstanding over time, this album is seen as sort of a classic in terms of, uh, jazzy hip-hop music, uh, stuff like that, you know, like De La Soul. Right. Um, and stuff like that that was happening around the time. Um... So, yeah, uh, yeah. And this is one of my favorite uh, hip-hop albums of all time, too. So, uh, yeah, Tribe Called Quest, The Low End Theory.
1: All right, cool. So tune in next time, and we're going to be reviewing uh, The Tribe Called Quest, The Low End Theory, and my selection of skinny puppy rabies. So uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Hope your mm. New Year so far has been good, and the rest of the year goes well, and we'll talk to you later. By the way, yeah, wear a mask. And, yes uh,
0: you know be selective for when you go out. i know a lot of people have kind of uh, are being forced to work right now so you know I, I can't really uh tell you tell everybody to just stay inside but uh mm. you know stay inside when you can be careful be careful wear a mask uh in public right um you know just be careful out there mm. uh we'll see you guys next time see ya